What is up, everybody? It is Nick Harrington, your co-host here of the Effing Podcast. I'm joined by Bo Belmer and Jake Barr here in the studio. Today, we are breaking everything down at the Vegas Grand Prix, the penultimate race of the F1 calendar. Things were looking pretty bad for Vegas. Thursday night, a lot of controversy, but Vegas delivered in a way that you wanted to. We've all had those trips. You go to Vegas, you come down 10 grand and maybe, you know, you have like regrets. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, this race delivered one of the best of the season. We're breaking it all down right here. All right, let's do this. All right, we're going to lead you down what we're calling the formation lap. New bit here that we're rolling out. We're going to give you the whole race recap in five minutes. If you watch the race, if you didn't watch the race, if you don't even like F1, but you found yourself listening to this podcast, you should know what happened by the time this is over. Let's see if we can do this before the song is done. All right, Bo, you ready for this? Let's do it. All right, we are under the lights here in Las Vegas, the first ever Las Vegas Grand Prix going down the strip. This city has been destroyed for the last six months for creation of this race. Will it be a flop? Will the people come out? Let's find out. Practice. Starting with practice. We're talking about practice? Yeah, we're talking about practice. P1, we're eight minutes in. Carlos Sainz runs over a manhole cover destroys his car, practice gets red flagged. P2 gets moved to be an hour and a half late. Fans are forced to leave before P2 even starts. So first night, people saw eight minutes of live racing, get told to go home. Eh, black eye, Total Wolf has other things to say. P3 goes off without a hitch though. Moving on to qualifying. Noteworthy knockouts of Q1. We have both McLarens out of Q1. What? Esteban Ocon out of Q1 and Yuki Tsunoda out of Q1. Moving into Q2, Hamilton, Perez, and Stroll. Fail to make it out of Q2. In Q3, we have both Williams in Q3. We have Haas in Q3 and a Botas. Oh, a little shakeup. Who's going for pull here? Leclerc takes P1. Sainz takes P2. Verstappen P3. Sainz gets a very, very controversial 10-place grid penalty for fixing his car. We'll talk about that later. Russell P4 and Pierre Gasly, the Frenchman, P5. Now, the moment we've all been waiting for. The Vegas Grand Prix. The race. Will this race disappoint? So far, practice has not held up. The fans are pissed. Everyone in Vegas is pissed. First lap. We have carnage on the first lap. First turn. Late braking. These cars have absolutely zero grip. It's cold. It's like driving on water, the drivers are saying. Max takes P1 from Leclerc by pushing him off the track. BSC comes out as there's about five cars that are involved in a scuffle. We restart. Lap three. Lando Norris has a nasty collision, sending him to the hospital. And what's even worse is McLaren's now over their budget cap after Lando Norris had to spend five minutes in an ambulance. Leclerc finds his way back into P1, but he's being hunted down by both Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. Max Verstappen overtakes Leclerc. Sergio Perez overtakes Leclerc. Last lap, we see Leclerc make a late charge take over Sergio Perez. Two races back-to-back that Sergio Perez has been overtaken. Final results, Max P1, Charles Leclerc P2, Sergio Perez, P3, Esteban Ocon, P4, Lance Stroll, 5, Carlos Sainz, 6, Lewis Hamilton, 7, George Russell, 8, Alonzo, 9, and P. Astri finishing out the points. That's all we got. Really quick, I just want to make a note of this since we're going to be jumping into the show now. Yeah. That was first try, only try for Nick doing the very first inaugural formation, formation lap. lap. Yeah, and it had nothing wrote down. That yeah. was just off the top of the dome. He actually freestyled that. He, yeah. He's been watching a lot of uh, early 2000s Soldier Boy videos yeah. and just... Right off the and top. And then who was the guy that uh, would freestyle Soldier Boy? Uh, and he was like a real shit freestyler, but I'm not a rapper. Oh, but I'm not a rapper. But I'm not yeah, a rapper. Okay, I'm not a rapper. I, no, I can't think of his name. No, but it was like too hot. Was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. super hot super fire. fire. Super hot fire. Super hot fire. Yeah. 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 Off the top of the dome. But I'm not a rapper. But I'm not a rapper. That was fantastic. Yeah. Let's talk all things Vegas. Okay. Just give me a one to ten on the weekend. Uh, oh, okay. <sighs> Entertainment value race. Entertainment to me kind of sucked. Really? Um, okay. I thought the entertainment was a little shoddy. Okay. It, it felt like very forced. The race itself, one of the best races we've had all all season. Um, there was so much controversy in this race, dude. Leading up to the race, the practice sessions, the race itself actually, though, went off without a hitch. Yeah. And I feel like everyone has been wanting for this race to suck. Everyone in F1, everyone was like, I want this race to fucking just be booty cheeks. And then the first practice, they fucking got that. And we'll, we'll talk about this, but like... The race itself, man, one of the best races that we've seen this season by far, dude. What do you yeah. think? So so from an entertainment perspective, I'll get it like give it like a six out of ten. I'll give the race like an eight and a half. Like mm-hmm. really, really up there for this season, which is kind of flip-flopped from what I expected. I thought we were gonna get like an eight or a nine from an entertainment value and like a five from a race perspective. So for 
in that sense, it was flip-flopped. Yes. You hit the nail on the head. Vegas tries too hard. We know this about Vegas. So that's not surprising. It's not surprising to me that it came across as a little, what would Jake say, cringe and try hard. Yeah. Which it, it was a little cringe. But it, it was, was Daniel okay. Ricardo cringe. Okay, it, yes, it was, but it wasn't for the reasons that I thought it would have been. And what I mean by that is I didn't think Vegas itself actually did anything too cringy. It's when you factor in the drivers and their personas that it becomes cringy. So, like, you're taking a bunch of European guys mm-hmm. and forcing them into this American funnel, and they they just, like, don't get it no and and so because of that it doesn't mesh at all yeah it doesn't and like the race it felt very vegas you know it felt like any weekend that you're gonna go to vegas where you're like let's wear cool shirts and it's like why the fuck did we do that yeah that's kind of like how this race feels like especially with the buildup of it specifically okay starting at the very beginning of the weekend when they did the driver they did like multiple driver introduction things by the way but when they did the one did you see all of them on like the pillar podiums it was very hunger game-esque yes that was the first thing i thought of is it looked like the hunger games you have the two guys they rise on the pillar they do the team they announce their names yeah that could have been cool what was uncool is the the guys? I don't know how to describe it, but you can just tell that they're so uncomfortable, and they're all kind of just standing up there, like, Hi. like I don't think some of them got it necessarily. And also, I don't think there was a lot of fans that were there. Well, like, I was paying yeah. close attention to like how many fans were in the actual stands during yeah. this, and I didn't see any like sold out section until the actual race. Well, so I guarantee they were up there like waving at like the people that paid paid five grand. For like the paddock tickets, yeah, and that was like it, you well, know. And, and Max very specifically was like, yes. I, "I hated that. I felt stupid. Like, like whatever." Yeah. So, so I guess like I don't think the idea was bad. It could have been executed well, but yeah. the execution wasn't great, and the meshing with the drivers was just bad. Another example was the the Bruce, Bruce Buffer thing with Checo. You saw this right? iconic, dude. Iconic. It is so funny. If you haven't seen this, look it up because Bruce Buffer all time is doing an amazing announcement of everyone this is before the actual race they do like a two-hour like grand ceremony opening for it he introduces uh sergio perez sergio perez walks up next to him as if he's like going to get a mic handed to him and then just kind of awkwardly stands there with his hands in his pockets bruce buffer kind of looks at him like neither of them know what to do and then he just kind of walks away after like 15 seconds he's like the this guy is like the the Boxing announcer. Yes. Case, yeah, right? no, yeah. No, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, Bruce yeah. does the UFC. Yeah, he does everything. Okay. He's the, well, no, and, okay. and boxing too. Do you, no, that's Michael Buffer. Do, oh, do you know brother, the story? They're no, brothers. Do you know the story oh, of these guys? I've heard about this, yeah. They didn't, okay. Bruce Buffer and Michael Buffer are half brothers. They have the same dad. They didn't know each other until they were in their 30s. They were, wow. they were both already doing this before they knew each other and that they were brothers. Crazy. Isn't that that's nuts? Crazy. So they were in their 30s. Doing this, and they're like, yeah, this other buffer guy kind of looks like me, and we have the same yes, name and the basically. same voice, but, like, yeah. there's no move, way we're related. Basically. There's there's a documentary about it. So, basically, like, they were independently. So, Michael Buffer is the let's get ready to rumble guy. Yeah. And oh, Bruce God. Buffer is the it's time. Yeah, That's yeah. Bruce Buffer. They were doing that separately for UFC and boxing before they knew each other, before they, they knew the that they were guy. brothers. So did I. Shit. No, it's but a crazy story. Cool. Yeah. yeah, there's a crazy documentary Fun. about it. But, anyway, right. it was so awkward. <laughs> It was it was so awkward, man. <laughs> it was such a good example, though, of what I was saying, where like the American sports culture thing just doesn't really blend with F one drivers no. because it doesn't resonate with them. Mm. You have this guy screaming your name and, as an introduction, and then the it looks like an office scene. The camera just pans over, <laughs> and Chico's just looking around like, hey, "What's my cue? Yeah, like, what, do what, I do? what do I do with my hands?" Yeah. Like Bruce Buffer, also he got under the uh, under the hot seat because he was introducing the driver's name. He said Charles. Like Charles, I think is how he pronounced it, and someone actually zoomed in on his little cheat sheet sheet, and he spelled it S H A R dash E L, which I get it. You want to like say the actual pronunciation, but he yeah. got under the the hot seat for saying Charles. To be fair, no one actually knows how to pronounce. How do you pronounce? It? I say Charles. So Charles Leclerc. I, I hear. I, I hear. I hear Charles Leclerc. I hear Charles Leclerc. I hear, I hear a hard yeah. C at the end of yeah, it now hear, and then. Yeah, I've heard fifty different ways. I typically say Charles Leclerc. Yeah, I say Charles Leclerc. But but I've literally heard like a thousand different pronunciations, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's over. Like the he Italian would, guy. Yeah. Or sort of Monaco. The Monic Monic Monikis. Monikesque. Monic Monikesque. Monikai. Monikai. The the Eastern UK guy. The guy from Monaco. <laughs> the Southeast <laughs> dude from UK. Yeah. <laughs> I, he's saying, in my brain, he's just Italian because he's Ferrari. He is Ferrari. If you're not an American driver in F1, you're an Italian. If you drive, if you're if you drive for Ferrari, 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 you're Italian. Yeah, I was saying, if you drive yeah, yeah, for yeah. Ferrari, yeah. So Carlos Sainz, Italian. Italian. Yeah, true Italian. <laughs>
If you ever drove for a Ferrari, you're, you're Italian. just Italian in that moment, though. Yeah, yeah, no, while you're the driver. Yeah. Yeah, it's transferable. feels very Japanese to me. Yeah, it's actually, it's I'm Honda. pretty sure, isn't Alphatari also Italian? Yeah. Ultimately, but it's... Toro Rosso is definitely Italian. See, that's Japanese, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Red Bull, what is that? That's American, baby. Yeah, oh, yeah. True American. <laughs> True American. Uh, well, dude, I think um, it's kind of hard to talk about this race because there's so much that happened. I think we start with practice on this because yeah. there was so much controversy that happened. Quick recap. Cars are on the on the track for nine minutes. First practice session. It's our first time ever seeing these cars actually go around. Like, we have no fucking idea how it's going to go. We're nine minutes in. Carlos Sainz, the the Italian Ferrari driver, he <laughs> drives over a manhole cover, which absolutely obliterates his car. It's a shower of sparks. His car is totaled. Um, we Why see are there always manhole covers, like street track. Well, it's street track. Yeah, this is the actual track. road. Yeah, it's a real strip. So the problem isn't that there's a manhole cover. The problem is they didn't seal it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the problem. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't the only spot. So it was the only spot that there was an issue, but there were additional covers that they had to go in and seal after the fact. Yes. So I think they, sealed, they used quickcrete actually to seal them all up. Yeah. Okay. One thing I thought that – I guess to kind of finish the story. So, so he goes over it, damages yeah, it goes over his car. It. Yep. Um, the, the huge controversial part is that he had to replace a battery as part of the damages because of this, mm-hmm. which gave him a 10 – 10 spot grid penalty uh, for qualifying. Yes. Which is for the race. That's what I'm saying. For the race. Which is crazy when it was an FIA error. Yes. And then also on this too, so they basically red flagged practice one. They had to push back practice two till 2.30 a.m. And they kicked out all the fans that were there and said, you can't watch it. So basically all the fans had to go home. Cars were on track till 4 a.m. that night with P1 and P2. Yeah. Um, so obviously super shitty for the people who were there trying to watch FP2, but also who who cares about FP2? Do you I, think s- I saw a photo of people in the fan in the stands, and I saw the photo that they took. It was seven people with their thumbs down. Yeah, and there's actually class, yeah, there's no, a class action lawsuit that they're filing against the FIA <laughs> for their tickets back, and it's like, well, I, F1 made it right. You know, they gave him a two hundred dollar voucher for for goodies. Oh, did they? I didn't they did. even hear this. Yeah, but that okay, to me isn't uh, okay. making it right. That was a little joke, uh, guys. Is but. it? Is it though? Because honestly, would you rather have FP two or two hundred dollars? Oh, you can never go back to FP two. You can never ever go back to FP two. I, I personally, <laughs> FP two is okay. where shit goes down, man. Okay, okay. If you if you <laughs> went to the Vegas Grand Prix and you were only going to attend FP two for some reason, that's on you, man. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm sorry, but I I do not feel bad for you. Like yeah, I no. rather have two hundred dollars than just go see FP two. Uh, presumably, these people were seeing at least you know. Yeah. The well, re- well, they got to see ten minutes of FP one. What more could they want? <laughs> I, know? Okay. I understand being mad as a fan. I get it. But I saw a guy who wrote like a freaking novel on the F1 Reddit page about how he's been an F1 fan for 20 years and them getting kicked out of FP2 just completely ruined his fandom. Get over it, yeah, dude. Yeah, fuck yourself, bro. You got 200 bucks. Honestly, go put it on the roulette table. I'd rather. <laughs> yeah, and it's you FP2. might be getting more. There's a class action lawsuit. You yeah. might be getting a $30 check in the mail. Yeah. You know, like, like okay. what else could you do want? I, do I think they have a leg to stand on? Yeah, yeah honestly, for sure. I do. For sure. and, and the FIA. Sucks, quite yeah, frankly, they and do. like they're they need to get their shit. Let's talk about the signs penalty though, because that is I think more important than this. Okay, can we talk about one thing just with the actual manhole before that? Yeah, yeah. Toto's comment yes. on this was so bizarre to me because he is the exact. He would lose his mind if it happened to Mercedes. I don't understand why he even had any hard stance on this. I think you want to hear why I think yeah, I do. Yeah. I think he is going to be in the FIA at no. some point, and he's basically like covering his ass to say, "No, the FIA is great." You mm-hmm. know, he's done a hard one eighties. We got a couple hard one eighties. Toto's one of them. Max Verstappen had quite the hero's journey this weekend too, which I want to talk about that Agreed. later. But it um, would be pretty awesome if we someday got Toto and Horner as part of the FIA. So they're no longer part of teams, but we just get to listen to them bitch about yeah, everything yeah, yeah. with the FIA. Dude, I wish they got to broadcast together. I'm excited for like 20 years from this. Yeah. Because it's going to be like old drivers that we're not watching. Yeah. And like guys that are like Toto. That I are want be... like a Robin Big TV show with Toto and Horner. <laughs> just like handcuff them together for a weekend every, every race weekend. Going out weekend. to buy Bulldogs. Yeah. And... Those two are going to be best friends when it's all over. Uh, yeah. I think they're they, not already. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they like, have such mutual respect for each other that it's yeah. like they're the two best at what they do. They hate each other because they have to. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. On to, on to science on the penalty. What were you going to oh, say? Oh, yeah. Like, it seems – I understand where the FI is coming from. Basically giving him a 10-place grid penalty because – he had to replace a component of his car. You replace a component of your car, you only get a certain amount of those. If you do any more of those, you get a penalty. It seems harsh. It seems very harsh that it's something that 
is the FIA's fault of why he has to get a 10-place grand penalty, something completely out of his control. It does feel like, though, it's going to open up a slippery slope. If all of a sudden, like, you're in a crash, that wasn't your fault. Like, yeah. do you get – but, it, it, like, he was pissed. He was trying to hold it together. I think a lot of the people – like, Max was backing up the FIA, um, which I think also the FIA is the reason why Max won a championship two years ago. So he kind of has to back up everything that he <laughs> – ever their payback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think about this, though, man? You have to draw the line somewhere. So I agree with you. It is a slippery slope. If you start making exceptions to the rule, then it becomes every single instance is going to be challenged. Yeah. I think this is a situation, and this just – it happens a lot with F1. If this was Haas, no one would give a shit. No. People care because it's Ferrari. People care because it's a team that's in contention right now, not to win, obviously, but at you know for what uh, he qualified he, third or he yeah. qualified second. So like they had like pace this race too, which makes it even harder. Also, right, and and just in the drivers' standings, they're in uh, they're in third behind uh, Mercedes by a whopping four points right now. Yeah, so so there's implications. Of so that. so that's what I'm, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So ultimately, if this was a team like a like a Haas or even an AlphaTauri or whoever, that's really not going to have an uh, impact on the constructors mm-hmm. or the drivers' championship. Then I don't think anyone would even be talking about it. It would be a blip. It would be like, oh, that sucks. But it, the rules are the rules. People care because of who it was, and so for better or worse. I mean, it kind of just is what it is, though. Yeah. Honestly, like yeah. I, it's kind of a non-story after this week. We'll f- we'll forget about it. Yeah, but I understand your point of you have to uphold the rules at some point, or else it just becomes a slippery slope, and that's ultimately worse. Mm-hmm. So I think that everyone wanted this race this weekend to fail. You know, everyone wanted there to be some giant catastrophe. We <laughs> no everyone, everyone but us. Everyone outside of this fucking room wanted this race to be a bad weekend. And anyone listening to this, yeah, yeah, the the fucking well, the real ones at least. Yeah, the homies. Yeah, um, but the race itself, Bo. Was a decent race. It was pretty it good. It was a decent race, man. Maybe one of the best we've had all season. Yeah. Do we? We haven't ripped through qualifying yet. Do you want to talk qualifying first? Let's talk qualifying. Okay. So Ferrari performed really well. Charles Leclerc very fast. Carlos Sainz very fast. Almost, and it was kind of it was kind of nice because he was basically proving proving the point. Even though I liked that he pushed it, even mm-hmm. though he knew he was going to get that penalty. Now, obviously, of course, he still wants to be as you know far up to the front as he can, but. You could tell there was a chip on his shoulder and he came to perform. Yeah. Other surprises, Pierre Gasly, really great qualifying, finished P5. Albon finished P6. Logan Sargent, P7, started P6 because of the penalty. That was pretty surprising. I didn't really know what to think of it. I think there was a couple surprising qualifying results to me. Uh, Williams, I kind of expected that because it's a very high-speed circuit. You've got one of the longest straights on the grid. Williams is one of the best in the straight line, high speed. But, dude, Alpine. I, I did not expect that to happen, and, and they had a good race, dude. Um, Gasly got kind of fucked at the end. Uh, no, excuse me. Ocon got kind of fucked at the end because of uh, a battery issue, but um, Ocon finished fourth, man, and Gasly and Ocon were looking for a P4, P5 finish for the race. Um, that was super surprising. I think the biggest, t- not takeaway, I was going to say shocker, I guess, out of qualifying was both McLarens out in Q1. That was huge. That was pretty wild. Yes. Uh, it, it, it was kind of just a return to, like, flashes from earlier this season mm-hmm. where they've really like rode this roller coaster up and back down again now i mean it was just one week but we projected a podium for them yeah. this week and now they're not getting out of q1 yep so pretty pretty, crazy. pretty bad yeah not good less than ideal no you know if, if you qualify first then you're ahead of all the other cars that is and if how you qualify last all the other cars are behind you you True. know you got a lot more work cut out for you when you do that that, that is how qualifying works I, it turns did, out someone should have told that to the mclaren this weekend yeah, the, yeah. why didn't they think of zach that? brown sit down with lando and oscar and tell them hey like, we, you should qualify better than what you did. Yeah. They understand that, right? Yeah. If you just drive faster, you'll have a better place of chance of getting points. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, not that, it's not that hard. So that's what people, they People done. overcomplicate this quite yeah. a bit. Just drive faster. Drive faster. Yeah. 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 Fix your damn car. Keep, keep the people behind you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. That's literally it. Elbows out, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that was qualifying. I don't really have anything else from qualifying. I don't know if you do or not. Not nah, race, though, man. Because... Ooh, we're at the race. Yeah, let's just talk. We're not it. we're not there. Like we're not presently there, but man, Vegas needed this to be a good race. They really did. Because the downward trajectory that this weekend was on was so bad. So bad. Controversy. Um, fans weren't happy. Drivers were not happy. You know, uh Checo got embarrassed. Uh, Max Verstappen has some of the hottest takes saying say, that he spent the whole week basically crapping on Vegas. Bitching, yeah. dude. I, I got some of them here. He said, uh, I hate this. This sucks. If I was a fan, I'd tear this play de- place down. 
I can go to Ibiza to get shit faced if I wanted to. It's 99% entertainment and 1% race. So, like, no one was, the vibes were low Damn. going into this Max race. Said that? Max said that. Yeah. Wow. Which you know, also, I respect you know the shit out of Max because. Not surprising. Max though. says whatever the fuck he wants, and I love that, dude. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Stick to driving, Max. Yeah. Okay, you, you let us be the fans. Yeah, we okay? make the decisions. Yeah, you don't know what it's like. <laughs> no. Okay, watching you win weekend after weekend, how hard that is. <laughs> stick to driving, dude. Yeah, but don't stick to driving, but don't stick to winning. Yeah, because that makes it really hard for us as fans. Do it slightly less good, good. than you are right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do. I agree with you though. I thought it was funny. Anytime you can get a rise out of that guy, it's great. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen too often, and it presents itself in weird ways. It does. He, he just strikes me as a guy who picks really weird hills to die on. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> like, <this is laughs> Nick's, Nick's looking over at me like, yeah, I, know, I know another guy like yeah, that. Yeah, like if he had like his Ten Commitments of Max Verstappen, it'd be like, everyone's going to eat tuna fish and popsicle sticks. Yeah, like, like I feel like that's like what? Like, like that's it, man? He doesn't like express his opinions often, but when he does, it's very intense and yes. it's on like the weirdest shit. Like it's that like you four words and that's all he yeah, says. No one else cares about it, but it's like, oh no, dude, did you just open that with your left hand? You have to do it with your right hand. Dude. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's weird. Well, I think we should talk about kind of like some big surprises maybe or like takeaways from the race. I don't know how we want to get into this, but dude, like Ferrari, I think, had a legitimate chance of winning this race. And Carlos Sainz getting that 10-place group penalty really screwed him over. We had that early crash, lap one. Max pushes Carlo, or pushes Charles Leclerc off the track. Max gets a five-second grid penalty. Oh, yeah. Did you, these, think, did you think that should have been a penalty? Yeah. I think, I think like he, le- he left no room for Leclerc. Leclerc was outside of the outer bumper curb. Like, he had nowhere to go, I think. It, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll, look, I'll, ultimately did the review, and Max wasn't ahead when he made the move, so it would have been. But in real time, in real time, I thought it definitely was. And then mm-hmm. watching the replay, it was significantly closer than I thought it was. Like, it wasn't actually as egregious as I thought it was in real time. Oh, I thought it was. Uh, I think they both looked bad. Did they? Both okay. of them. I thought, I thought they both looked bad. Fair. In, in the back of the pack, though, we also had a second accident. Which was basically Alonzo and Botas. At one point, Botas was completely turned around facing Alonzo, and they like now kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's a good way. Yeah, you, you ever played Rocket League, where there's an <laughs> yeah. unwritten rule in Rocket League? Whenever you're face to face with someone, you're not allowed to break that. You just have to keep holding right trigger until the computer somehow allows you guys to break up. That's what that reminded me of because they were literally head to head to each other, and it kind of became like a power battle. You know, it was like. I'm not reversing. I'm not reversing. (laughs) Someone's got to reverse. I think Alonzo finally shifted down to reverse. It was very dramatic for a little amount of, like, overall impact, meaning that nobody was – nobody DNF'd strictly because of that accident. But there were some really huge moves, namely Sonoda jumped nine points or nine positions at that time, and so did Stroll. Stroll had a huge jump, too. Ocon, I think, had a huge jump as well. Um, and then we saw some early cars that pit right after that, too. Yeah. After that safety car that came out right away, virtual safety car. And I think um, the guys that pit right away on lap two, they were in a tremendous position. Uh, and um, Sergio Perez was one of those who pit early. And then we saw that safety car come out three laps later when Lando Norris had that massive collision, man. Yeah, let's talk about that really quick. What That was brutal, dude. Did we ever find out what exactly happened? Something must have broken. From what I saw, his car bottomed out. He lost the rear grip. His car spun. Um, he was shaking up, man. That was a huge collision. Yeah, he ended up going to the hospital. What was weird yeah. is he got out of the car and he looked relatively fine. I mean, ultimately, I don't think he had any serious injuries or anything. No, I don't think he did. But it it looked like it should have been really bad. And then it looked like, oh, he's totally fine. He walked it off. And the next thing you know, we're seeing these scenes of him yes. actually in the hospital. So it kind of was like teetering back and forth of I couldn't tell how serious it actually was. Yeah, was like, but it really good. It really like came out of nowhere, though. But whatever his injuries like in the hospital. Like, I don't what? think anything substantial. No, probably just soreness and maybe the concussion protocol or yeah. something. Yeah. But did you see, too, that where it actually happened on the track? So there have you you've been to vegas jake you haven't yet i don't believe right no no so when you're walking on the strip there are multiple places where the, there's um you can't just walk across the street there's escalators that go up to like sky bridges right and this happened right underneath one of those escalators so apparently people who didn't have tickets were just riding the escalators back and forth oh, like lovely. like tons of people yeah. to see cuz like when you were at the top of it you could oversee the barricades and so i saw this awesome 
I mean, awesome, but interesting clip where he comes flying backwards underneath like the escalator of all the people watching it right before he slams into the wall. Damn. Really good entertainment value for Free those tickets people. also. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to those people because they got their money's worth. Yeah, they did. Dude. Zero dollars. Zero dollars. They got their time's worth. Time, for sure. Running up and down that escalator. Yeah, but that really seemed to come out of nowhere. I agree. Lap two just yeah. exploded into the barrier. Glad he's okay. As well. Um, I don't want to talk about just though like this overall track. Because yeah. I think it, I it loved was, it. it. Yeah, it was our first time seeing this. We no one had any idea how these cars were going to handle it, what kind of race this was going to bring. All of the drivers complained about it because it's not a driver's circuit by any means. It's very much like this is a city. This is Las Vegas. We want to make a track that goes down the strip. Make it happen. And we have a sphere that we want to drive around as well. And it's going to look like an upside down pig. Yeah, it's going to be spider pig. <laughs> I love it. And like that's what the track is. The drivers going to like it because the corners are super clumsy. It's giant straights. But, man, the cars were super close the entire time. I think it was 82 overtakes. It was exciting. We, we saw battles for the lead. Like, it, it was – it brought good entertainment from a viewer's perspective. From, like, a driver's perspective, it's not a Silverstone. You know, you're not putting these cars on the limit. But from just, like, a watchability perspective, it was entertaining as entertaining shit. And Max didn't win. But he at did. Least he, no, I mean, Max did win, but at least he wasn't in the lead the whole time. I know. Like, yeah. At least there was something going on where you thought maybe someone else was going to win. Yes. Yes, dude. And, like, close battles in the midfield, close battles at the back. Um, also, like, these tires had no grip the entire race. Like, maybe lap 30, 40, we saw them actually able to put in, like, good laps and kind of get used to the track. But, like, the first couple laps, everyone was outbreaking themselves because they had literally no grip. They're all running low downforce as well, too, because it's a, a long, high-speed circuit. Um, which I thought brought another level of entertainment to it as well, too. Because if these cars were able to grip like they could in warmer temperatures, who knows if they would have been able to ride as close? Who knows if we would have seen as many overtakes? So many, like, drivers just, like, risking it all to make it. Um, I think... I just, I just looked really quick. It was actually... The final number was 99 overtakes, which was the most in a dry race since China 2016. Let's fucking go, That's dude. Awesome. That's yeah. the win First for Vegas all, right there, dude. Suck it, China. That's... Yeah. China. 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 Yeah, communism down, democracy up. Capitalism always wins. Well, democratic republic technically prevails. Up, yes. Constitution, America, America. Red Bull car at Omnia. (laughs) That's what we saw. That's what we got. Yeah, Um, but no, no, it it was it was good. um, Visually, right? So. I was really impressed with how it looked visually on TV, but I had two questions about this. I, I, and we'll have to look it up to what the final numbers were. I can't tell if it was like a packed house, sold out show or not. Same. Because they kept showing camera angles that showed that it was. Yes. But now, but, but they were similar angles. So I can't tell if it actually was or if they just did a really good job shooting it so that it appeared like it was. I agree, dude. And the whole time I was like pausing it, trying to see like, is that grandstand full? And they had like little twinkly lights in there to make it yeah. look like people so were in there. But it's tell. Like, I, I don't know if they are or not. I know. I, I still I, I will need to look into this, and well, I guess we'll get back to you guys on it or, or do your own research because we're not research professionals. But yeah, I'm I, saying no. I'm saying it, it was, was probably all camera like magic. Seventy percent full in attendance. Yeah, I haven't talked to anybody who is physically there yet, so I guess we'll have to do that as well. But it's interesting to find out the way that they actually shot it, though. Visually, looked great on yeah. TV. The sphere seemed to just be ads most of the time. Yeah. I saw a Salesforce ad, ad at one point. I saw Boo. a Charmin ad. Yeah. Uh, one of those that bears was little, wiping their booty. I'm like, we don't need to see that. That was a little disappointing when <laughs> you know? they could have done chat roulette. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. If they would have just listened to the show, yeah. it would have been a much better outcome. Yeah, that was disappointing. Um, another question I had for you about the race in general. So, Max, another, you know, not come from last, but come from behind victory relative to what he's typically been doing this year. Do you think Ferrari did have the opportunity to win this? Because to me, this just shows, obviously, we know how good Max is. It also just showed how good Red Bull is, like yeah. the car. Because I, I don't think, this was Fast and the Furious where Brian's like, I almost had you. And you Vin Diesel's like, me. you almost had me. Yeah. You never had me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, Dude, and that, to me, was this race. My thoughts on that, I think, because there was a late safety car that came out, and Leclerc had to stay out. He was in P1, so he stayed out for track position, which he should have done. Good call by Ferrari. Every other driver from second to seventh came in and pit for new tires. So Leclerc at that point had, like, five or six lap old tires on. I think that's why... It was hard for him because his tires were a little bit older. Max and Checo came out on fresher tires. Sir, I mean, Leclerc actually passed Checo on raw pace, 
but I think Max just has like the, uh, the the package to put it all together. If they were all on the same tires there, and if Carlos Sainz was somehow in that mix, I don't know, man. I think they had a shot. If Carlos Sainz didn't get a 10-place grid penalty, I think Ferrari had a really good chance of winning this race. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I'm not convinced. What do you think? You think Max either way taking this home? I, I, I think Red Bull either way was going to take it home, whether it be Max or Checo. I mean, I guess. I don't think Checo had it. I don't think he had the right package, but I think Max, like, obviously he won, you know, so of course he he did take it home. Yeah, I I guess, okay, put it this way. I at no point thought that Charles Leclerc was going to win this race. At no point was I sitting there being like, holy crap, he's going to win. Doesn't that kind of suck? Yes, but it was a realization that I had (laughs) as I was watching it. It's not that I don't want to. I just, no part of me truly believed that at any point. You know that you're lying to yourself if you tell yourself, yeah, Leclerc is actually going to win this. There was a point where I thought Max won't win this, I guess. But I assumed it was either going to be him or Checo Mm -hmm. until it it, was him. Until it was Max. So, yeah, one thing, though, on that, the... The push from Leclerc in the last two laps was extremely imp- impressive. It was akin to what Alonso did a couple weeks ago. I mean, that last dive in the last lap was ballsy. It was, dude. Like, he just sent it. Yes. Which was awesome to see. I love that. Also, Checo has got to get it figured out. What's with him on last laps, man? I don't know. But but also, does he not like to stay in front of other cars? <laughs> Does he, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't tell him like, "Hey, man, you got another lap." Yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely obviously been a pain point for Checo. Yeah, I did think it was interesting that Max did slow down to try to yeah, tighten the cool. gap to help him, which is not a very Max type of thing to do. No, it's not. I think also though that him kind of slowing down almost hurt at the end because then Leclerc was taking advantage of the strip slipstream once he got around Checo. But yeah, when Max because he was ahead by five seconds and he came back to one and a half second, which is more than what they asked him to do. I, I thought the Max was going to tell him to go pound sand when he said that. Because remember last time they they asked him to do like a swap back. Not with exactly Checo? a team guy. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no. Do you want to hear a Max stat though? Is it crazy? It's crazy. Okay, yeah, I'm in. If Max wins Abu Dhabi, he will have the longest win streak in F1 history and the third longest streak in F1 history in the same season. Wow. So so if he wins Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. he he already has the longest win streak ever from end of last season into this season. Right. Yeah. But then he lost. Lost. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't win a race. Who won that race? Uh, Probably Sainz. Uh, yeah, that was Sainz. Oh, yeah. And Max took like six yeah. or something like that. But since then, he's now. If he wins Abu Dhabi, will have the third longest win streak ever. So he will have set the first longest and the third longest in the same season. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Damn. And he tied Vettel for wins. Actually, I no, see. He, I see what you're saying. He's gonna overtake like the. He'll he'll have the longest streak and the third longest streak, two separate streaks in the same season. That's really fucking good. Yeah, Max is pretty fucking fast, huh? Max is really dude, he is dominant, man. He he's I think we're witnessing a true one of the best of all time right now. And I think it sucks that we're in a period of dominance right now in F1, but Max is gonna go down probably as the greatest driver of all time. Yeah. I, I think Is he already the greatest of all time? I think you can make the argument that he is. I'm trying to find... I think Lewis, right? Lewis, Schumacher. I think Schumacher will be the greatest of all time just because he has, like, the the history this to it. This is going to be, like, know? the Jordan-LeBron debate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Two you arrows. know? Yeah. I think Schumacher and, and Verstappen kind of have similar vibes to each other, though. They're both not nice. They're both not friendly. They'll do whatever it takes to win. I just wish Max Schumacher would be... seemed more of, like, a fan... Favorite though than Verstappen. Well, Max, yeah, he's just kind of what I've heard. I was dollar personality. I wish Max would just be a bigger dick. Like, like, like we talked. Yes, we talked about this. If you're gonna be like the bad guy, be the bad guy. Like, I would love if he was just a heel, just Mm -hmm. a straight up villain, and was like, I don't care. I'm better than everybody. So I was trying to find the number. I just want to make sure I got it right. He with this win in Vegas, he had his 53rd career win, tying Vettel. And Schumacher has 91 wins, and Lewis has 103, <laughs> right? So, so ultimately, he he is halfway essentially to, to Lewis. catching Lewis. Yeah, and if and he's w- really done that in the last like three, four seasons. Verstappen has wins mostly the last two seasons. Yeah, so I mean, he has what 20 wins this year. So if he 
Yeah, three more seasons. Yeah, assuming I things hope that doesn't happen. Assuming that means we've things got three long seasons ahead. Of I us. know, but assuming things continue, I don't think it's out of the question that he catches Fuck Lewis no. at some point. No, and we're just talking about race wins. I mean, that could be over the next seven years mm-hmm. if if he stays in F one. Well, which if I don't Checo know why he stays would. for ten years, like his dad says, <laughs> it's going to be a lot harder for Max to, to accomplish. <laughs> that's right. So, if I think this is a question of. How long does Max stay in F1? Because if he's as dominant as he is now, I don't think I think he'll get bored of F1 before like a Lewis did. He I doesn't can't strike tell. me. He doesn't strike me tell, as the man. guy who like won't. He's not Alonso. He's not the guy that like won't hang up the cleats. But I think he he loves winning, but he hates losing. And so I think once he starts losing, he's going to be like, I need to fucking win. You again. think that'll make him want to yeah. stay in more? I think, I think like, well, I think he's never going to go anywhere. Don't? I think he okay. loves what he does. He's got a great system. Like, I think they have such a good thing going that I don't think he ever wants to leave. Maybe. He reminds me more of, like, a He just doesn't have any other personality besides driving. Like, yeah, yeah, but, okay, life, he dude. reminds me of... Do you guys follow UFC at all? Oh, go ahead. Do you follow UFC at all? Not really. So, this... No. I, I, know, I know some of the fighters. So, he reminds me of Habib. So... Guys, twenty nine and zero in the UFC, and then just up and retired, and wow. was just—I mean, it wasn't exactly like that. His father, who was his coach, had passed away. He did one more fight, one, and then retired because basically he was like, "I don't want to." Yeah. I told I told my mom I'd stop fighting. And my dad passed away, but I could see Max being more and like Habib, personality wise, he he lives, breathes fighting. That's all the guy does. Now he trains other people, and they have a really good team, like people in his camp, whatever. I could see Max being more of that than being like a Lewis and an Alonzo who kind of hang on to the sport forever. Yeah. Like, I think Max will go out on top. I don't think he'll stick around long enough to start losing, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. He strikes me as a go out on top kind of guy. Because I, think- I don't think he cares about anything other than racing. And so, like, Lewis to me is not – I mean, okay, obviously he cares about racing, but I think a large – thing that Lewis loves is the limelight of being an F1 driver. True. Yeah. He does love I that. I don't think Max mm-hmm. gives a shit about that. No, but Max also, I think, I mean, all these guys are competitive. Yeah. All these guys are competitive as shit. That's why they are where they are. Definitely agree that Lewis probably likes driving as much as he likes wearing weird outfits. Like, he was the right. only one that dressed up in, like, a weird, yeah. he wore, like, a leotard. You always know? always does. Yeah. 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 Um, but I just assume every outfit that Lewis has on, he has to, like, unbutton his crotch to take it off. <laughs> <laughs> He's naked while going to the urinal. Yes. Like a, like a romper. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. He's like, Lewis hey, can you rompers. undo, hey, hey, uh, Checo, can you, uh, or George, can you unzip me, please? You know what he's like? He's like that guy, like, when you go to public school in first grade and there's that kid that no one ever told him how to pee in a urinal so his booty cheeks were hanging yes. out and you just make fun of him. That's Lewis every time he goes pee. Yeah. And it's also also Botas, but for a completely different reason. Just because he's alphaing the whole room. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, it's cool when he does it. Botas is definitely the guy who just doesn't wear clothes if he doesn't have to. No, he's naked more (laughs) than he's not. Yeah. If it was up to him, he wouldn't wear a fire suit. Yeah, he just (laughs) He'd wear a crash helmet, but that's it. That's it. Yeah, Yeah. safety first, but like nothing else. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think uh, McLaren, disappointing race. Obviously, Piastri stunk his way in the points. Williams, though, to me, man. That, to me, was – I thought this track was going to be suiting them extremely well. I was expecting them to have double points finishes here. Um, I mean, why would you ever assume that? Logan Sargent drives for Williams. True. True. (laughs) But, dude, how great would it have been if Logan Sargent, his first ever point at the U.S. Grand Prix, his second ever point at the Las Vegas Grand Prix, which is U.S. 2.0. But that didn't happen, unfortunately. Um, Going through this as well, dude, Alpine – had a phenomenal race weekend. Yeah. Phenomenal weekend. Ugliest dude. car ever, but the Dis- livery was disgusting. Disgusting but, yeah. car. But uh, Gasly got kind of fucked with a late battery issue, but he was riding in like fourth or fifth. Ocon ended up getting, uh, I think he finished fourth. Um, that was a huge surprise. And then rolling through this as well too, Mercedes, a bit of a disappointing weekend as well. Hamilton, I think, finished ninth. George, or I think Hamilton finished eighth. George Russell finished ninth. George Russell had a five-second grid penalty for harpooning into Max Verstappen, which George Russell is the king of not understanding the rules and just <laughs> crashing into people when he gets pissed off and then blaming it on the other person. We saw more of that today, which I love that. George Russell, keep doing you, man. Keep doing the wrong thing and keep getting penalties for it. Um, but disappointing race for, uh, for, for Mercedes. But, dude, I thought... I just love what this track brought, man. Not a, not a driver circuit, but like it, it brought such an unknown that made it great. Where we saw teams that were that normally aren't riding in the top ten 
consistently competing up there, man. And when well, I think ultimately the the amount of American <clears throat> cope that we have to do now is relatively limited. Yes, most of the cope is. <clears throat> About it's, practice. Yeah. It's, practice. It's, it's, we're talking about practice. About practice? Yeah. It's stuff that can be fixed. Yeah, not right? the game. Like, like we can – Not the game. Tweaks can be made to make this a great weekend next yes. year. Which is all we need. We, we don't have to do as much cope as we would have done regard anyway. If this race would have sucked, oh, my God. Oh, man. It would have been bad because nothing else besides this weekend – the race was great. Everything yeah. else was kind of like a little, you know, whoa, what the fuck happened? And we get, buckle up. We got 10 more years of this, man. Well, 10 nine, more years. But not yeah. nine. Boy, nine. Even until Checo retires yeah, from yeah, Red Bull. Yeah, well, so, yeah. <laughs> which, by the way, his seat's safe, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw this. Yeah, so he clinched, came out. he clinched P2. His seat's safe for now. It sucks for <clears> Danny Rick and or Yuki. We're kind of running out of exciting things to look for in the Drivers' Championship heading into Abu Dhabi. We won't talk yeah. about it too much. Nah, well, the preview will be here. I do have a couple questions about this that we'll save for the end about Abu Dhabi. So okay. I do have some questions Yeah, we'll for do you. just a really quick sentiment preview. Yeah. Let's call it that. Yeah, the Sentiment preview. Yeah, so I like that. Let's just finish off. Finish off Vegas. Yeah. Do our mini award show. Yes. P1 of the week. Who you got? P1. Um, I have Charles Leclerc. I picked him to win this race. And God damn it, I'll take a second place. He was uh, split between the two Red Bulls. Um, he didn't double down. He wasn't able to make it, but he put his money on the pass line and took home second place. That is all the Vegas puns that I got for you. So, yeah, Charles Leclerc P1. Speaking of Charles Leclerc and the two Red Bulls, did you see the cool-down car? Dude! What was that? That was great, bro. That was unreal. Why? Why? They took the podcast. It took Max's podcast to the back of a Phantom. But, right, but why? Did you see this, Jake? Mm, no. After the race, they did the podium presentation in front of the Bellagio, so they had to drive, you know, to get there. And instead of having three separate cars, or even a couple separate cars, they just shoved all three drivers <laughs> into a Phantom. They were literally sitting on top of each other. Yeah. First of all, Max getting the middle seat is hilarious. So funny. And second, what if that would have been, like, Russell, Max, and they just start throwing hands. Yeah, like what? Like what if there would have actually been contention going on? And then they just shove them in the car, yeah. and they're like, "Get Figured over!" It it's it's like the if you ever seen the picture of this is our get along shirt, and it's like the siblings with the extra extra large T shirt, and the parents are making them both wear it so they get along. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, they put them both in the yeah, shirt. Yeah, they put them both in the shirts. Yes. It's like that. Well, I love it because like Checo's having a horrible time. Checo oh, looks awful. pissed. He's yeah. looking out the window like as if he's regretting his, every single moment of his life that he's ever lived. Verstappen's in the middle, joking about going to the fucking club. He's <laughs> he's on cloud nine, bro. Leclerc is just like kind of in the middle, I'd say, in terms of how he's feeling. But that was goofy as I fuck, just don't dude. Get that why. was so goofy. I just don't get why. Yeah, I don't need that. Like, what was the Vegas. thought? Yeah, what was the thought process Vegas. behind that? Or did they not think about it and they were just like, uh, we gotta get, we him gotta get him somewhere. Yeah. Send one of the cars, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So weird. Uber then, Black, come on. Yeah, and then they do the, you know, they do the the national anthem and the trophy and all that. And then at the very end, this was, you probably turned it off by this. Cause I think I'm maybe the only person who watched this far into the broadcast, but they're like, and now our special follow-up to the race presented by the Bellagio. And they do this ad read. And then all three drivers turn around and the Bellagio fountain just does its little fountain <laughs> thing. And, and it was like, first of all, I've seen this in person. It's kind of cool. It's, cool. It, it's fine. It's cool. But like, it's the same every time. And so, or at least, you know, I don't know if it's literally the same, but, like, if you've seen it once, you've seen you've it. You've seen it, right? Yes. doesn't matter what song is in the background. Yeah, yeah, you've seen it. And so they, like, announce it like it's this amazing, cool thing. Like and then all, Yeah, something. and then all three drivers turn around and it's going on and they're kind of like, wow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Vegas, Water. this is crazy. And you know, offense. It was so awkward. They didn't have the fountain running during the race. So, mm. so maybe they thought it'd be a little bit more oh exciting. God. Oh, maybe is that that's probably why they didn't do it during the race. They're like that people moment. will love this. But they present the, they yeah, yeah. The, the audience. Come on, the give me fountains. Give yeah. me fountains. Yeah, they presented it like and special performance for our drivers. Like they don't care, dude. Like what are you talking about? Special performance. The by. last thing Max cares about is like I'm so glad I won the race, so I get front row view for the Bellagio Fountain Show. Yeah. Like they've probably here. already seen like 20 times since being in Vegas. Oh, yeah, so. and it's just like it's just it's just a weird it's Ve- weird Vegas just did some 
weird stuff. Those like, are the kind why of did you do that? that? They just got to trim, you know? Yeah. They got to trim down for next year. They have some head of marketing who thought that they were, like, so flashy and interesting, and it was like you're trying way too hard. Yeah, Max, have you heard of the Bellagio Fountains before? <laughs> yeah, because they're going to give you a private showing <laughs> front row. First all ever. You, all you got to do is win the race, this man. This is Katy Perry. Fireworks. Yeah, literally. First ever I Bellagio Fountain. I wonder what song they did. I, I, probably the F1 song, I would imagine, but I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What they should, should have done out. is had like an iPod right there, and Max gets to pick the song. <laughs> the Super Max. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would have been, been funny. Cool. See, then that would have been funny. Yeah. If it, okay, you know how they had the Japanese trophy that you kiss it and it turns your colors? If it would have been like the, the winner has like a song and show specifically for them – and there's, That'd like, the fountains and drones in the sky make their face or something. I don't yeah. know. That would have been cool. Yeah. But it wasn't that. It was just, here are the fountains. You the know. trophy's just like a cup of Bellagio fountain water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't really care that much. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was bizarre. Um, P1. Yeah, my P1 of the week is, it's honestly going to be Checo, which pretty much for nothing other than he's literally fighting for his life out there, and he pulled it off. He did. He's gotten good pace these last two weekends. Yeah, he's, it was, he's came back. Checo's it, back. It wasn't that Bounce it was back, like watch. a necessarily crazy, exciting performance from him other than I, I can imagine the amount of pressure he must actually be in internally, and yep. he kept his seat. Yeah. So good for him. Love it. Uh, should we do our Ferrari or Shake and Bake next? Uh, Ferrari of the week. Ferrari, I'm going with manhole covers. Oh, nice. <laughs> Easy choice. They Sometimes they just come out and grab you. They grabbed the fuck out of Carlos Sainz this weekend, <laughs> caused a, a class action lawsuit against the FIA. It's not the first time that manholes have made an appearance in F1 in Baku. They made an appearance. There's another race, too. So, you know, it, it's. I think the FIA has a tough decision to make here. Do they either, first off, inspect the manhole covers before a race or do they just let them be? And it's just like it's like a Mario Kart kind of thing. But <laughs> you know, we'll see what comes next year. I'm really surprised that like these are ever an issue. Like I would think that these that these tracks, like just with how much detail goes into the cars and whatever, that they would make sure that these manholes yes. are sealed up. But there's probably like maybe 20 of them like on the whole track. I mean, it probably would take like I feel like if you tell 20 a- minutes to go check each one like with your eyes and just make sure that it's not exposed. I feel like if you told a 10 year old. Like, hey, we're going to have a, a race down the Vegas Grand Prix strip. Like, what should we look out for? That's probably going to be the first thing that they would say. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's not like a smart not person like a, a to come up with like, this. intuitive thing to think of. It's like, oh, maybe we should avoid these big holes <laughs> yeah. in the street. Like, Speed bumps, do we need to get rid of those too? Yeah, no, no, yeah. leave those. Yeah. <laughs> Ferrari? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was, I was listening to you guys go. <laughs> Manhole covers, man. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. that's a good one. I mean, so it's so it's manhole covers kind of dash Ferrari. Mm-hmm. It's ultimately a Ferrari of the week. Ferrari for which is which is a great pick. I think that's the best pick of the weekend. My pick is going to be McLaren, and it's not that they did anything particular that was like a Ferrari moment. It was just they were on such a hot streak, and they have now let it slide. Essentially, I mean, Piastri still had a pretty good race, but when we're talking podiums and double podiums and we expect them to be in contention for a podium pretty much every week now Mm -hmm. and we go to both of them being out in q1 lando dnfing and you know piastri making the points which a point you know we got like a little consolation prize yeah it's respectable but not what they they should be doing right not what they should be doing and not what they George Russell probably projected that they were going to do heading into the weekend. <laughs> yeah. right? Especially when Lando is five points behind both Alonzo and Sainz for fourth place in the Drivers' Championship. Yeah, and by the way, Sainz and Alonzo are now tied. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting to watch heading into this next week. But yeah. yeah, so not for any like one incident particular reason. I guess there weren't that many really isolated incidents this weekend. No. No, um, like, like the strategy calls were pretty good. Yeah, there was nothing that really stood out. Yeah. I'm so, with you. Which is good. If I, I think the, the event planners for F1 could probably be a Ferrari of the True. week. That could yeah. easily be one. Got a shake and bake for oh, you, though. Oh, okay. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. I'm going with a shake and bake is Max Verstappen's hero's journey this weekend. Because nice. he started off the weekend, never wanted to come back to Vegas, spitting on the track, spitting on the fans, peeing in the Bellagio fountains, not happy. End of the weekend, man, he wins that race. He is... Literally singing Viva Las Vegas. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Over the mic. Yeah. He is grinning ear to ear. He's joking about getting fucked up at Hakkasan after. Like, the man had the biggest, like, comeback 
of all time of just like I hate this place to yeah I kind of like it now that's like the Vegas effect you know yeah, it's, his, it's, it's normally the opposite like you normally start high and end low but his suit you know, was also hilarious did you see it it uh, was it was meant to be uh, it was meant to look like an Elvis impersonator oh fuck yeah and the belt actually said Elvis on the back love that which dude. was ironically hilarious because of how much he hated on Vegas whole weekend and then he just is dressed like a Vegas Vegas performer. Yeah, Yeah, He's like never leaves all the time. Is he just a huge Vegas guy now, do you think? Maybe it's like a bit he's been doing. Like, I love this place but I just can't admit it to anyone. He's like secretly is like the most charismatic driver and (laughs) he has like all these concoctions going on in the background. He's like, fuck, I broke character. (laughs) That would be amazing. My shake and bake... My shake and bake, we did speak about this earlier, but it was just so funny, is Bruce Buffer and Checo. That was so funny. I cannot think of a more just weird, tough interaction. Yes, it it looked like a scripted TV show scene. Yeah. That will make me laugh every single time. It's like when you put two introverts together and you have like the one friend who's the glue guy and you got two friends that like, barely know each other, may not be the most like outgoing people, and you're like, oh, actually, i got to run. And then just them two, like, so, uh, <laughs> you come you here often? I just saw that. There was, like, when the mutual friend leaves. Oh, really? It like, yeah, it was, like, three guys sitting in a row. It's, like, mutual friend leaves. And it's, like, two guys are, like, and the weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Buffer and Checo. It was it was so good. I loved it so much. And every single time I see that clip, I will laugh. Yeah, forever. Just forever. forever. I thought yeah. it was, like, I, I saw that and I was like, "Oh shit, this is not going well." I was like, "If this is like what the whole Vegas like weekend looks like, I'm like, it kind of was is not going to be good. before the race. It kind of was." That's bad. what's so funny about taking all these like Euro dudes and dropping them into Vegas. It's just so fish out of water yeah. and like yeah. culturally different for the stupidest reasons. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I love it. Well, dude, I think we got to talk Abu Dhabi real quick. Last race of the calendar this weekend. R.I.P. Man. It's uh, it's been a it's been a fair calendar, I'd say, a fair season. I got a couple questions for you though. Who do you think is gonna gonna win the championship this year? <sighs> One more race to determine it all. You think Max has got this? It's locked probably in? gonna be Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's uh, it's coming to an end here. You know, it's uh, it's kind of like a good book you don't want to read the last chapter of because you know you read the last chapter and it's over. Or this almost feels like more of like a marathon and it's the last mile. And it's like, I just can't wait for the season to be over. Yeah. Are, do you think you're going to miss the 2023 season? No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think this yeah. is going to be a season that's going to go down. As, <laughs> we're, we're, this season's always going to be talked about as Max Verstappen domination. Dude, just. Yeah. He the, lo- he, the only races he lost were, I think, three or four. Red Bull won every race but one in Singapore. Like it, it's uh, the best thing to come know. out of this season is the effing podcast. Oh, that's so. for sure, <laughs> dude. That's the fucking truth. What we are watching, though, we do have some close battles for uh, for P four in the drivers' championship. Carlos Sainz and Fernando Alonso tied at two hundred points with Lando Norris nipping on their heels at one ninety five. Leclerc at one eighty eight, right behind him. So you know, it's that's kind of still a toss up right now. P four in the drivers' championship. Um, the tattoo bet is 1,000% locked in. I am absolutely getting a tattoo. We got to figure out what that is and where and where my body it's going to be. Um, and face. Face tat, <laughs> we haven't said no yet. Yeah. Um, we were in Vegas last weekend. A face tat Mike Tyson style could have been funny, but I guess we can't do that now because um, Vegas is over. Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Mr. Guy's Golden Window. And then uh, Mercedes-Ferrari in the Constructor Championship is right there, too. It's a four-point spread between Mercedes and Ferrari. McLaren has got that pretty solid in fourth. Um, Aston Martin in fifth. That's a difference of 11 points, though. So it's still like we can still see some shakeups between Mercedes and Ferrari and, and McLaren and Aston Martin in this last race, which that's what we're watching for, you know? Yeah, I was going to say this is back to let's just hope there's interesting things that happen. Yeah. And this has not historically been the most interesting track. No. Nope. Has not been historically a high number of overtakes. Yeah. So let's just once again root for entertainment. That's all we got to root for. That's it. That's really all I got. I mean, I I, I wish I had more on this. It's it's Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I got a good joke about Abu Dhabi. You want to hear it? Yeah, it's we kind, got. Of, kind of a dad joke. Okay, you guys like dad jokes? Yeah, of course. What's the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? The people in Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but the people in Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> We 
hope you enjoyed the effing podcast. Check out our socials for additional content, and we will see you out on the grid.